Powered by MPB, this is Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. Hosted by Jermaine Flood and Tara Wren. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. I'm Jermaine Flood. And I'm Tara Wren. And this is Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast dedicated to providing resources for teachers, parents, students, guardians, and education enthusiasts. Class is now in session. Now, in this episode, we'll chat with Assistant State Literacy and English Coordinator with the Mississippi Department of Education, Lee Ann Cheeseman, about MPB Classroom TV and to see how the channel has navigated since its October launch. Now, before we get into that, A little bit about MPB television. MPB signed on the air with its first broadcast on February 1st, 1970, and quickly became a leader in the use of television for distance learning. Now, since then, MPB has maintained its educational focus and expanded its programming to offer programs that both entertain and enrich the lives of viewers. MPB television now covers the entire state of Mississippi, reaching more than 2.2 million households. Now, in partnership with the Mississippi Department of Education, MPB created a new television channel, MPB Classroom TV. The channel started airing Monday, October the 5th, weekdays from 7 a.m. until 8.30 p.m. to provide instructional content on television to pre-K and 12th grade students. Welcome to the show, Ms. Leanne Cheeseman. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Tara Wren and Leanne Cheeseman, it is my pleasure to be able to interview you both, even though Tara is doing double duty as host and an interviewee. I am so excited to have you both on here. Now, Leanne, we start out Chalkboard Chat with a great debate question. This question is, what is the color of the chalkboard from your childhood? I think it switched halfway through. I think I started with the green blackboard and then it moved to the whiteboard with the dry erase marker around the time I was in middle school, high school. So it wasn't yeah. really a black. It was definitely green, though. It was green. Mine as well. Tara's was black. It was green. Oh, yours was green, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think the green is winning in this aspect. We had a couple of blacks and we had a couple of greens, but I think green wins. And so thank you so much for that. I love to ask, ask that question. I'm taking a tally on this, Leanne. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Leanne, let's get into you and your role with the Mississippi Department of Education, if you can explain a little bit about that. Yeah, great. So I work with the MDE, and I am with the Office of Elementary Education and Reading with the Division of Literacy. So my role is that I am an Assistant State Literacy Coordinator, and I also work as English Learner Coordinator. And in that work, what I do is I support teachers, administrators, I mean, all kinds of educators across the state with learning best practices for teaching reading, teaching foundations of reading, especially working with my English learner teachers and teachers who work with English learners, not just EL teachers, how to support students who English is not their first language. How do we bring them in, make sure that they are getting appropriate grade level content while also supporting their language development? So it's a big role but it's a fun role and it's a it's a powerful role. How long have you been with Mississippi Department of Education? This is my oh gosh, 6th or 7th year. I was pregnant with my daughter who's now 6 when I started working. Mm-hmm. So I think it's 6 years. It's typically typically how I 
judge it or count it by how old she is. <laughs> right. Now, this is a twofold question. Either either one of you can answer, Tara or Leanne. Now, I want to know the history behind how this partnership came to place. How did MPB and MDE get together on this MPB Classroom TV? Well, I will say that when COVID-19 hit, MPB knew that it had to do something in terms of helping the education disparity in Mississippi due to the lack of broadband access. And so we were having conversations with other folks over at MDE. And I think I called you, Leanne, to ask some questions. We were already working on some other projects together, weren't we? I think so. I think it was divine intervention. Yes, I think that's it. (laughs) That's it. We've been connected at the hip ever since. I mean, this was about April or so. Right. I think it might have even been late March when everything really started falling apart because of COVID. We started having those initial conversations about scheduling shows to support the kids that were at home on PBS, on MPB. Right. Um, And then from there, it just... All of a sudden, somehow I became your partner at the MDE. Yes. We initially were talking about what we did, Jermaine, if you remember, we realigned our current shows on television. Right. On our our main channel. Yeah. So we realigned those to try to support teachers during the day, parents with their children at home. We realigned those to focus on the early learners in the morning, and I think it was the the older learners in the afternoon, and then just the regular shows, history, and those types of shows for our regular listeners, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so after it just kind of evolved, and we started having this conversation about, you know, instruction on television. And it just, like Leanne said, divine intervention. we just been connected Ever since. The birth of. Yes. The birth of the television channel. Now, who benefits from MPB Classroom TV, Leanne? I think everybody. It really is such a powerful resource because it can impact whoever you are as a viewer. So if I'm a student learning from home, I'm able to get instruction that is tied toward the Mississippi College and Career Readiness Standards. It's being taught by Mississippi educators. I'm able to get that instruction to support what I maybe am not getting by not being in a classroom building. It's able to supplement what my teacher is teaching me over the computer. If I don't have reliable internet where I am, but I'm in a virtual setting, it is supporting my continued learning, right? As a parent, it supports my knowledge gaps. One of the shows that we recorded or had a team come in and record right before Thanksgiving was algebra. And I am not good at algebra. And so if my child was in an algebra class, that show was a resource for me as a parent to say, okay, what are you learning? Maybe I need to, you know, dust off what I forgot from high school or what I never got in high school and see so I can help you if you need help. Let's watch this together. Let's figure it out together. For teachers, it is a great way to get new ideas and new resources. We are using for our literacy episodes a lot of free open ed resources that are also considered high quality instructional materials. That means these are considered the best of the best Mm -hmm. of what we can be teaching our students and they're free. And I have a show that shows me how to teach it. So it is just this really powerful tool that is able to really impact anyone who watches it. Right. Anyone. And that was the question I was going to ask, especially since you said you were not the best in algebra. I know I'm not the best in algebra. So as 
a regular citizen, could this channel help me as well? Definitely. So we want to know where people can go, Tara, to be able to access MPB Classroom TV. Well, of course, on MPB television, you know, we have had four channels up until now, until October. We added a new channel. So we call it the Dot Five. If you have an antenna, for instance, in the Jackson metro area, and this is different for different areas, and we publish that, on, of course, on our website, education.mpbonline.org. That schedule's everywhere. It's in our fine-tuning guide for our members. But, for instance, in Jackson... Our main channel is 29.1. Mm-hmm. The PBS Kids 24-7 is 29.2. Create channel is 29.3. Mm-hmm. And then we have the music channel, where it's, it's what or radio channel, where it's right. all what's happening on MPB Think Radio, right. 29.4. This is 29.5. <laughs> and all someone needs is an old school antenna, maybe a digital antenna now that fits their TV. And if they have cable, they have to choose antenna in order to be able to watch it. But folks in the rural area who we really want this to reach, that's really the prime audience for this, who do not have, you know, cable access to Internet access, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they will just be able to turn their television on. They may have to rescan their TV. Some people do, some people don't. But they can get the 29.5. In addition to that, on our website, education.mpbonline.org, we're putting the lessons that are taught by MDE teachers and coaches in a library there that we're building on all those lessons that Leanne and the team are teaching. Right. We're putting them there by subject matter. And so that's just going to be a growing library. And that goes to the YouTube page where they can select the lesson that they want to watch. So this is free access for everybody. No matter where you live within the state, you can be able to get this channel for free. And it does correlate with those different subject matters. And I was looking out there on the website and I saw these banks of these subjects. So this is where that library is going to live. Yes. Yeah, so I'll ask Leanne to talk a little bit about the question that I get all the time is, hey, how are you guys going to put lessons on for first grade through 12th grade right. and so many different lessons? So, Leanne, tell a little bit about the process that you and the team there at MDE went through to determine the most needful things to start with in that process. Right. So back in April, May, when Tara and I really started having conversations about what this channel could be, Tara came and basically said, you know, we need you all to consider this a long-term project, and we also need you all to start thinking about how you want to roll out content. This is our goal, you know, to support early childhood through 12th grade, to have something for everybody, to have all subject areas, but you all, you know, you all kind of go with that. So the internal team at the Department of Ed, what we did was we all came to the table, all different subject areas, all different grade levels, and had a conversation about, okay, how do we do this strategically? And the plan that we came up with was let's look and see where are these skills or the standards where traditionally, historically, our kids struggle with that we could give them that, that extra support, that extra boost, and let's start with those grades. Let's start with those subject areas. What are the skills that are difficult to teach away from the in-classroom setting? Let's start with those. What are, what are going to be those most impactful standards for our kids? So we had a multi-rollout process, and it was kind of agreed upon at the department that literacy, early literacy especially, was going to be a major focus for that first 
rollout. Our teachers across the state are amazing, and they have done everything in their power to adapt to this school year, and we wanted to support them with that. And so what we did was we looked at early phonics. Phonics is something that is really hard to teach across a computer. It is really hard to teach with a a paper packet, which a lot of schools were doing as a, you know, quick, you know, reaction back in March when we left the buildings. And so we started using resources that are free and um, from the West Virginia Department of Education. It's called West Virginia Phonics. And it follows a very explicit, systematic way of teaching phonics skills. And so we started with that, and we're following that scope and sequence and releasing that as they are, you know, developed by our film team. Mm -hmm. So we started with that, and then at the same time, we were able to pull some resources from Wavelength, which is kind of this, I describe it as a warehouse of really good, you know, PBS-developed shows, right? So we were able to pull some resources to support the comprehension vocabulary, that piece of the reading day, which was from Wit and Wisdom, but we lost license for that, or we will be losing license to use those at the end of December. So then it was like, oh gosh, Mm -hmm. that's a gap we need to fill. Mm -hmm. So now let's start working with, you know, filming some of those lessons to support our kids in their reading comprehension. You know, we've got kids that will have to pass you know, our third grade assessment, you know, based on law, based on, you know, legislation. So let's, we need to continue supporting their reading knowledge, their content building, right? We have to support the entire reading realm for our kids. And so our teams came in and started using core knowledge, language arts, CKLA, which is another free resource for teachers to look at. It's considered a high quality instructional material. And so we've had teams in the studio looking at different grades to start recording units of that that we've started airing. Then we looked at math and we said, okay, math, your priority. What is your focus area? And our math team said, really, middle school is a priority. Let's look there. So you'll start to see some of the lessons coming out for math are geared toward upper elementary through middle school, Mm -hmm. even into early algebra, because that was seen as a major need for our kids. Then we talked to science and social studies and said, okay, guys, what do you see as a need? And they have started rolling out their lessons based on the scientific process, based on where they're seeing our high need subjects for social studies. So it's kind of this growing Mm -hmm. multi-rollout process where we're constantly coming back and saying, where's the gap? Where do we see a need? Let's focus on that. Let's film for that. Let's release that. So scheduling is going to be tricky as we get more and more content. I'm so thankful for the YouTube links and for the page that was created on the MPD website. So that way parents, families, Kids, teachers can go there on their phone and watch the video if they need to. But it's also exciting because we will have so many great resources by the time this long-term project is wrapped. Oh, yeah, done and wrapped. Now, how does the the curriculum that is broadcast on MPB Classroom TV correlate with the curriculum that each child is getting now individually for their different school or their different district 
do the two correlate together where that the parent who is using it at the house, can they use MPB Classroom TV in addition to the curriculum that they're given for their child to be able to complete digitally at least? That's a really great question. So Mississippi districts are allowed to choose what curriculum they deem best for their students, right? It's a local control. They are allowed to pick their curriculum. And so what we are using may not directly align to what the school has specifically chosen or has in place, or it may not be the exact same curriculum they are using. However, it will all align to the same standards, right, that all of our students are held accountable to, that all of our students are expected to master. And the cool thing about the Mississippi College and Career Readiness Standards is that if you truly know the standard, you can apply it authentically in any situation with any text, with any math problem, any science experiment. So even though it's not necessarily the exact same curriculum or workbook that they're using in their classroom, they're getting additional exposure in a different way, and it just provides more scaffolding, more support to allow them to better understand the standards and apply it in any way, any you know, any place authentically. Yeah, it's a general a general standard that can be applied here and there. Exactly. Right. Tara, I wanted to know, what happens after 8.30 p.m.? So that's a good question, okay. actually. Okay. So after 8.30 p.m., actually, I'll back up and say, and Leanne, you can verify this, from 7 to about 3.30, 3 or 3.30, that 3:30. is where the local content, the local teacher's content is placed in the broadcast. After that, we pick up some content that from the World Channel. Mm-hmm. And the World Channel has created a block of content for students in social studies, science. So they have pulled from the NOVA and other PBS shows, you know, for literacy and social studies and history and all that. So that happens up until about 8, 8.30. Then we rerun the day. So just in case, you know, there's a parent, and I know a lot mm. of, of parents who work late, get home late. So, that, of course, and if their children are not at home during the day to watch this themselves, when they get home, you know, whatever they're doing, fixing meals or relaxing or the parent is off doing something and a child can sit down in front of the television at that point to watch the reruns, if that's the case. Older kids who are up late, they can watch the rerun. And right. there again, if they can't catch the reruns, of course, it's online there again. So yeah. that's what happens overnight. And we just kind of start the cycle over every day. Right. So I want to make sure they know exactly where to go. You can go to MBB Classroom TV on Channel 29.5 to be able to get that. At 8.30, it will replay for you. And then if you need any kind of other I guess, time that you wanted to watch it, you can watch it on the YouTube channel as well, right? Right. Okay. Um, that was my question. <laughs> I was always yes. just wondering about, you well, know, that's a, that's a big, what That's happens. a big thing because we were, in the beginning, we were like, what are we going to do overnight? I was like, we don't it... have anything to do. Are we going to go dark? So we decided yeah. we rerun it and that just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, side note, remember when it, the TV used to go dark and you, you see the, the American flag and, and then the, the color bars? Yeah, the color bars and the loud sound. <laughs> that happened one time we first got started and I was checking the channel I was like oh there are the bars but then it hopped right back so we were getting started you know we had to work out the kinks <laughs> that's so funny um now Leanne why should an individual use this or why should they um add this into their lifestyle with their child I mean 
as a parent myself of a child who is doing school this year, I, I don't think that there's ever an opportunity not to be a learner. I don't think that there's ever an opportunity not to continue that experience, to continue that learning, to make those connections. This year especially, we know our kids need good quality instructional television. They don't need to be watching random you know, videos on YouTube. They don't need to be watching random cartoons. Like This is something they can tune into, and it meets their needs. Our teachers who have been creating these lessons have gone above and beyond to be really creative. They've gone above and beyond to really think about, you know, what materials do the viewers have at home that I can engage with them uh, through the TV. So it almost can feel like a personal, you know, tutor in your house for free based on your kid's need, which is just really, really great. You know, also as a parent, you just you always want to know that what you're putting your kid in front of on the TV is worth their time. And this will definitely be worth their time. This is like a no guilt, you know, especially for those parents, the grandparents who are working from home and handling virtual school. You can rest assured that if you turn this channel on and plug your kid in and they sit there for a couple hours, it's okay. You know, like there's no brain drain. There's no learning right. loss. Like they're actually making gains. There is benefit and value to this. Right. Jermaine, I have watched the teachers in the studio from the time they've been coming here and they are creative. And, and it is um, live. When I, And when I say live, it, it's not like you're sitting there watching a boring teacher, you know, I'm sorry. I don't mean to call teachers boring. No. But you know how some teachers... There was some. There were some. (laughs) They're lively and they have so much energy. And you can tell they've put a lot into creating and and developing their lessons that's going to be engaging to the child. And it's like they've been doing this for many years on their personality. So Mm -hmm. I, too, have been able to use it with um, in my current situation at home with my niece. And it is very user-friendly, you know, and she's older, and, but she likes it. She, They're engaging, and, and she, especially the parts where they pause and they wait for her to say something. Right. And she's, she's, like, thinking about it and writing it down, and, you know, it's it's a very engaging and interactive. So I would say that this is something, like Leanne said, it's safe, something you can sit your child in front of the television and know that not only are they learning, but it's engaging and they might see a familiar face, right, you know, right. teachers in Mississippi. That's the exciting part that we have our very own teachers teaching these lessons in the studio that's broadcast across the state. Right. I then sat down with MDE's Jack DeCecco to discuss all things MPB Classroom TV. I wanted to go ahead and get into a little bit of your role of what you do with the Mississippi Department of Education as their literacy coach. So basically as a literacy coach, Our role is we're assigned to different schools and we go into the schools and our main goal is to support the teachers and the principal with whatever their vision is and help to support them regarding reading growth. So supporting teachers by modeling lessons, co-teaching, doing professional development, facilitating professional learning communities or PLCs as they're referred to as, and anything else just to help support reading growth in the schools. Now, we do go into the classrooms or as they are now virtual, in a lot of cases, virtual classrooms, 
Uh, and, for example, we will model lessons for the teachers. We'll teach with them and co-teach. But uh, as, as some of my supervisors have said, our, our main goal was really to coach ourselves out of the building and help build sustainability in the building by working with the teachers. How long have you been teaching professionally? Uh, this is my sixth year in education. So I'm from Pennsylvania, and I, I went to school close by. I graduated college in uh, 2015 from Washington and Jefferson College. It's a small liberal arts school in southwestern Pennsylvania. And then I, uh, after I did, um, I applied for and got accepted into the Teach for America program. And that's what brought me down to Mississippi. And I've been here ever since. I wanted to know exactly how he set up his on-screen instruction. And this is what he had to tell me. Well, it's a lot of work. It's very different. But I, I always try to focus on the positives. And it definitely does provide a lot of opportunities and ways to make learning interactive and fun for students. I definitely try to focus on that. I think it'll be a great benefit to the students, teachers, and parents because all of the episodes that are being put out are high are using high quality instructional materials. And they also are they're essentially example lessons that can be used by teachers in PLCs. So if there's a teacher that needs has a certain lat like for example for me, if there's a teacher teaching a lesson on the five senses and they just want some ideas, they can watch the lessons that are posted on the channel when I'm done filming all of the episodes. And they'll be able to look at that as a resource. Um, they could also share it with parents as reinforcement that they could look at at home with their children. And it also is something that students and parents can watch it at home. It's just extra enrichment. Me and the uh, woman that I partnered with, her and I, our way of looking at it was just trying to think if we're students sitting in front of a TV for 20 to 25 minutes, what would engage us? So we tried to come up with different just interactive activities, have some humor in it, have some jokes and a little bit of, I guess you could say like slapstick in it just to like <laughs> make it interesting because we know that the students, you know, if, if it's not interesting, the students are going to do something else. The lesson that we are working on are the five senses. So what we were doing was we were working on, it was mainly an introductory lesson where we were just introducing students to the five senses. And just we tried to include like different, different sensory things. Like for example, my partner, she had like a bowl of ice cubes to show mm. the sense of touch. I had a piece of bread that I took a bite out of to show the sense of taste, things of that nature. Now, when it comes down to those teachers coming in, Tara, how has production been going since, you know, the pandemic started way well before we started producing this for MPB Classroom TV, but how has production gone in correlation with the pandemic? 
Well, I think we follow the CDC guidelines. The television crew, they're they're cleaning, they're wiping down, they're making sure that the studio is clean and disinfected and, you know, all those things that they need to do to make sure that the environment is safe. And we've been doing this for months and we haven't had any issues or, you know, no one's gotten sick. So that that's right. a real big thing. The studio is large, of course, mm-hmm. and so we can social distance. Everybody's required to wear their mask. The teachers are required to wear their mask until they are in front of the camera. And typically, they're just one or maybe two of them on the set at the same time. But, you know, we follow all the safety precautions. And so I think that's been going pretty well. Leanne, what do you think? Oh, definitely. I have not had a single team that I've sent into the studio mention any kind of hesitancy, any kind of, you know, concern after filming. They find it a very enjoyable experience. The crew is amazing. I've been up there multiple times, both to film and to just be a cheering section for some film teams. And I mean, it is, like Tara said, follows the CDC guidelines perfectly. Everyone's masked. There's good social distancing. It's clean. It's, it's a safe space to film. Right. Leanne, when it comes down to MDE's um, collaboration with Mississippi Public Broadcasting, in in the future, what do you wish to see or any future plans for MDE as it relates to this channel that you are thinking about right now? We are dreaming big. <laughs> I think Tara and I are both like big dreamers when it comes to Absolutely. this channel. And the department is seeing the benefit of this resource. I mean, at MDE, our goal is to support teachers and parents and students however we can in their educational journey. And so this, you know, this resource is a tool to take a step in the direction towards a more equitable virtual learning experience for our kids, right? Because MPB has the opportunity to reach so many kids and so many households for free. That is a way that we can know at the department that our kids are getting what they need. It's just, it's this powerful resource for equity. And so because of that, of course, we want to, you know, continue pouring our energy into this. Like I mentioned, I'm a big dreamer. I'm already thinking about, okay, long term, what can we do, you know, to organize this show so it's thematic across the grade and the day. What can we do so we're building content knowledge in these really neat, fascinating subject areas. How do we bring in the arts? Because our kids deserve to learn through the arts. How do we bring in counseling and support their social emotional learning? I mean, we're really thinking about the whole child. We're not just focusing in on these are your four subject areas, reading, writing, arithmetic, Mm -hmm. and social studies all day long. No, like you can learn through art. You can learn through music. You need that counseling opportunity. So really thinking about what is that powerful, full-scope school day? How do we get it there to our kids, where they are? It's, I mean, it's, it's definitely a project that is seen in a bright light at the department. Now, education equity, Leanne, is, is, a, is a recurring theme of yours. And I want to know, has it been addressed since the last time that you were here at MPB? Have y'all made any strides in getting that educational equity to where the students have access to digital learning? Have you seen strides in that? For sure. And that is something that we are constantly circling back to constantly keeping directly in front of us at the department. You know, the state is working toward ensuring that we are one-to-one as tech, you know, for our kids. 
providing students with the technology they need to access. We are in a process where we are about to enter a textbook adoption cycle, Mm -hmm. and our focus is that every district would have high-quality instructional materials, which by explanation, those are materials that level the playing field for all kids. So we continue to support projects like this project to make sure our kids get what they deserve. So it is, again, constantly a word and a phrase that is at the table. It is a personal possible home. So it is, it's something that, you know, constantly, how do we make it better for our kids? How do we, what do we do? And we've got a lot of great brains at the table trying to figure that out, trying to make sure every child in Mississippi has that opportunity. Now, there, when you say some great brains at the table, this project does is just not Leanne Cheeseman and just not Tara Wren. This project is it, it. It takes a village to raise a channel, and <laughs> that's what that's what yeah. I'm gonna use right now. <laughs> but Leanne, what are some of the key people in this that you'd like to mention or maybe give thanks to? Well, for sure, you know, giving thanks to Dr. Wright and Dr. Oakley, Dr. Smith, who are, and, you know, Kristen Wynn, who are my bosses at the department, who said, you know what, this is a good idea. Let's go for it. You know, thanks to Dr. Marla Davis and her team, Natalie Crowder. I'm thinking Jen Cornett, Kevin Gaylor, Tanisha Johnson. I mean, all of those people at the department, Dr. Jill Denton, her team in early childhood, have put out a fabulous early childhood series called Welcome Friends that to me is just absolutely wonderful. You know, just everyone who's been at the table at the Department of Ed so far, and those who don't know yet, but they're going to be joining the table (laughs) in the upcoming semester. I also want to thank our amazing literacy coaches and our literacy staff who were our guinea pigs. It was very important to us at the department that we did not blindside teachers with a new project that we couldn't really explain clearly, but that we kind of tested it out on some of our staff that we worked out all of the kinks and knew what it would be like. Because it can be a little intimidating when you tell a really awesome teacher, I want to put you on TV. So we've been able to use our literacy staff to really kind of figure out a process to support on the front end so that by the time they come to the studio, they get in front of the camera, They've had, you know, run-throughs with me. They've gotten feedback. They've practiced those engagement strategies. We've thought about how to get creative, how to get wild, how to have fun, so we could put out a really great product. I mean, we have some amazing district teachers who are coming in that you'll see their faces in uh, January that have just been absolutely wonderful. So thank you in advance to all district leadership who allow us to use their teachers, you know, to to share that opportunity, to share that amazing gift from their buildings, from their classroom with the rest of the state. So, I mean, there are so many people, every hand that touches this deserves to be personally thanked because they're doing above and beyond for Mississippi kids. Right, right. Now, to my listeners, MPB Classroom TV was developed to support and address the needs of Mississippi students, teachers, and parents as they navigate educational challenges during this COVID-19 pandemic. And if you need more information about it, Tara, I wanted to get into MPB at-home learning page. This page is resources for educators, children, and parents. This page does have some information about MPB Classroom TV on it, correct? Well, actually, we created a, a new page okay. for MPB Classroom TV all of its own. Separately. Yes. So you can find that page at education.mpbonline.org, and there's a tab 
that is MPB Classroom TV. And there's information on there about how to watch. We post the schedule, the weekly schedule there. Of course, the videos are there. And any information that parents, teachers, students will need to help them navigate this channel. We're also working on continuing to build this page out where we're putting links to those particular assets that Leanne spoke about with the Virginia, who is it, uh, Virginia? West Virginia Phonics. Yes. Yeah, from Hickman School District, but the Department of Ed in West Virginia released it. Yes. So we're putting links on there. We're on there, Leanne. Those sites have curriculum and lesson plans and all sorts of things. Is that correct? They do. That's right. So for West Virginia Phonics, if you go on there, you will see um, it has every single phonics skill that you could possibly need to become a successful reader. And it has five-day lesson plans for three different weeks of five-day lesson plans per skill. And all of those lesson plans come with decodable reader printables. They come with word lists. So everything is there to teach that lesson. And then with the core knowledge, language arts, it is pre-K through eighth grade, high quality instructional materials. It has the read aloud lesson plan for the teacher. It's got visual cards. It also has supports to support your English learners and all of it is free. So yes, Jermaine, it's MPB, (laughs) well, education.mpbonline.org, MPB Classroom TV tab, and it has all of these resources on there. Right. And we also on that page have a link. If people want to, you know, give us comments, give us feedback, let us know what they're thinking, how we could help better. That's there too, because we want to hear from the end user. We want to hear from students and parents and teachers on how we can make it better. Right. So make sure you go out there to all of those links if you need any more information. Leanne, is there any contact information if anybody had any questions maybe to ask you that they could contact you by? Yes, they are definitely welcome to email me. My email is L. Cheeseman. It is Cheeseman, C-H-E-E-S-E-M-A-N, at mdek12.org. Okay, now, everybody, the channels for MPB Classroom TV statewide are Boonville. You can reach it on 12.5, channel 12.5. Bude, that's 17.5. Greenwood at 23.5. Of course, Jackson, as Tara mentioned, that's at 29.5. If you're around the Meridian area, that's going to be on 14.5 around Mississippi State you'll catch that on channel 2.5 and on the Oxford uh, University campus and surrounds that will be channel 18.5. Again, for more information, you can visit education.mpbonline.org to learn more about MPB Classroom TV and to get details. Leanne, I thank you so much for joining us on our show today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I love having the chance to just talk about my favorite project. (laughs) (laughs) And we love having you on. You have now become an MPB official family member. So welcome. And then when when the pandemic maybe is over or we'll try to do a family reunion maybe virtually with you. That would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jermaine Flood. And I'm Tara Wren. And you've been listening to Chalkboard Chat. Class is now dismissed. You've been listening to Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAST.